Do you have any siblings? Hi there, I'm Natty Anderson, and you're listening to Unlocked, your daily key to unlocking God's Word in your life. I have three siblings, and I also have this other cousin that I kind of count as a sister. Now, there's a pretty big gap between my older siblings and I, so I kind of say I'm the oldest of part two, because I do have a younger brother as well. And I have all the characteristics of an older child, but with the title of a middle child, so I made up my own title. I know it's a little weird. But anyway, that's what we're talking about in today's Devo. It's called Birthright by Naomi Zylstra. Do you have any siblings? And if so, are you the oldest, youngest, or somewhere in the middle? In biblical times, birth order mattered a lot. If you were a firstborn son, sorry daughters, you would inherit the birthright from your father. This could be anything from sheep and property to a kingdom if your father was a king. But even though this was the standard in the ancient world, giving a birthright to the oldest sibling was not God's standard. In fact, God often elevated a younger sibling above the rest. Even with the first siblings, we hear that Abel's offering pleased God, while his older brother Cain's offering did not. We also see this theme when Joseph was elevated to a position of power over his ten older brothers and over all Egypt. Not to mention, Joseph's father Jacob was the young twin, yet Jacob was chosen to be a patriarch of the nation of Israel. In Colossians 1.15, Jesus is called the firstborn over all creation. As God the Son, Jesus is God the Father's one and only Son, as we read in John 3.16. And therefore, he is considered the firstborn. So according to Israelite standards, this would put him in place to inherit the Father's power and authority. Jesus certainly does have all power and authority. He said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. But similar to some of the Old Testament stories, Jesus subverted this narrative as well. Jesus is God and he is king over all, but he also became a servant. He taught the last will be first, as we read in Matthew 20, 16, totally opposite of what people would expect. Jesus even humbled himself to a death and punishment fit for the worst kind of criminal. The king of kings who deserves to be served and sacrificed too, loves us so much that he became the sacrifice for us. And then Jesus flipped the narrative again by not staying dead. With his resurrection, Jesus overcame what people expected to be the end and he became the firstborn from the dead. Now, he invites us to become co-heirs with him, to share in his sufferings as we lay down our lives for each other, and to share in his glory when he returns to raise us from the dead and make all things new. So let's talk about this a little bit more. Why do you think God often works in unexpected countercultural ways? As you and I can read in John 1:14, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. 
Now, I'd encourage you to head over to unlock.org and check out the list of verses suggested for reading for this section. Um, you're going to hate me if I read them out loud to you, but I will give you a few. So I encourage you to check out Romans 8, 12 through 17, Philippians 2, 1 through 11, and Colossians 1, 15 through 20 to keep God's word alive in your life. Unlocked is a resource of Keys for Kids Ministries. And speaking of siblings, do you have siblings that would like something similar to Unlocked? We actually have a devotional for kids called Keys for Kids. If you're looking for something to give your little siblings for Christmas, a Keys for Kids subscription is perfect and it's cost effective. Also, be sure to check back for tomorrow's devotional about peace with Dylan. But until then, I'm Natty, encouraging you to live life unlocked, opening the door to God in your life.